Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 95. Cover date, August, September 1966. Cover price, 25 cents. Cover artists, Kurt Swan and George Klein. Edited by Mort Weisinger. Featuring The Boy from Mars. Written by Otto Binder. Art by Kurt Swan and Ray Burnley. And Lois Lane's Sister, written by Otto Binder, art by Kurt Swan and Stan Kay. And Miss Jimmy Olsen, written by Robert Bernstein, art by Kurt Swan and Stan Kay. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go. Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. You drifted onto the sea. You flowered into a dream. A dream that never would fade away. To increase circulation at the Daily Planet, Jimmy Olsen stages a hoax in which he is a boy from Mars. Perry and Lois fall for it, but then Perry accuses the Mars boy of being a spy. Meanwhile, Jimmy meets Lucy Lane, Lois's little sister. He immediately falls in love with her. She agrees to date him, but she isn't too impressed. Also, meanwhile, Jimmy goes undercover as a showgirl to gather evidence on a jewel robbery, then ends up as the roommate of the crook's girlfriend. Concerned? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. It's an 80-page giant. It's a comic that's got 80 pages. An 80-page giant. An 80-page giant. Oh, one-eyed Pete and three-fingered Joe We're pulling a robbery When Jimmy Olsen walks right in Oh, one-eyed says, ooh-hee the lion and the cub, the lion and the cub. When you see the little cub at play, the mighty lion's not far away. Take care, beware, the lion and the cub. Three fingers looks a scornful look. That little squirt, he sneered. He's just a cub reporter, yeah. Still wet behind the ears The lion and the cub The lion and the cub When you see the little cub at play The mighty lion's not far away Take care, beware The lion and Hi, the friend. cub Welcome back. Hi. Yes, I'm talking to um, my husband, not to you, listener, although you're my friend too. 
Uh, you were in Montana last week. That's why we had to skip an episode. Indeed. And it was so cold. You know, the day I arrived, it was in the mid-60s. And then the very next day, it plummeted down into the teens and didn't get up into, like, into the, I think, probably in the 30s for the three full days that I was there. Did you see any... I mean, I'm sorry. Not, not, I was there for five days, but um, three of those days was in the 20s. Did you see any orcas? <laughs> what? Montana is a landlocked state. How would I see any orcas? Well, they have seagulls in the grocery store parking lot. I would just assume they have other sea life there. Uh, that's true. They do have seagulls. That You know what that means? What? Aquaman could effectively operate in Helena, Montana, just what? by controlling the seabirds. Uh, uh, okay, he could. He could. He doesn't actually control them. He suggests. Mm, well, strongly suggests. Oh, like... Like when I suggest to you that you need to agree with my opinion on Aquaman, <laughs> hero of Helena. Okay. <laughs> a lot oh. of crime there in Helena, right? Uh, what? A lot what? of crime. A lot of crime. Did you witness a lot of crime there? No. In Helena, Montana, population no. forty thousand. No, I did see. Uh, I did see mule deer though. Yes. Yes. Any they're news? like our deer on the east coast, but they're thicker, and they have bigger ears, and they're they're bigger. Right. Yes. Any moose? No, no moose, no moose. Listener, Dr. Husband loves a moose, but he's never seen one in the wild. Well, I did see one very, very briefly in a rearview mirror on a highway in Montana. Although, in hindsight, we don't know. That could have been a mule deer. It could have. It could have been. Because it was was the sun was going down and it was in a shadow. Or a horse or... Who knows? A dinosaur trapped out of time or something. (laughs) Right. So if anybody knows how I could travel somewhere... Uh, with Dr. Bob and see a moose, please let me know. It's kind of you to include me. I'm so busy with my three jobs. Hey, um, you know who else has a lot of jobs? Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Olsen, number 95, which is an 80-page giant. Yes. Featuring Jimmy Olsen's greatest masquerades and his pal, Superman. Some of his costumes include... An underworld triggerman. Rock and roll star. Mobster's mole. Texas mole. millionaire. Mole. Mole. And Texas millionaire, yes. And the devil, which doesn't actually appear inside. No, DC presents Jimmy Olsen star impersonations from his disguise collection. See what they did there? Disguise collection, DC. DC. <laughs> oh, that's so clever. <laughs> so there what are, stories? There are lo- there many, many stories many here. gems uh, in this issue, as you recall, 80-page mm-hmm. giants generally are reprinted from earlier And you read them all, issues. and I refused. I did read them all but one. Oh. We'll get to that later. I refused to read them all. Uh, I did read The Boy from Mars, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. I did read Lois Lane's sister, the first appearance of Lucy Lane. Oh, and I read the other one I really enjoyed is Jimmy Olsen, the Bearded Boy, but we don't have time to do all of these. Okay. Um, the one I did not read, which you loved, was Miss Jimmy Olsen. I'm so we're going to uh, have a new segment on the show. To get the goods on a gangland boss, Jimmy masquerades as a chorus girl and dates the crime chief. I did that once. Masqueraded as a chorus girl? Yeah, I brought down uh, Bugsy Malone by my chorus girl disguise. Oh, what were you doing and what show were you in? Uh, it was real life. I helped the FBI bring down a gangland mobster by dressing as a chorus girl and doing my famous uh, 
Watusi dance. Watusi dance. Uh-huh. Wow, that was obviously before you met me. Yes, uh, way before that was when I was a regular cast member on Donnie Murray. Oh. <laughs> Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. When a flying saucer from outer space appears in Metropolis one startling day, all the reporters flock around for the sensational scoop, except Jimmy Olsen. Why? Why is the star cub news hawk of the Daily Planet missing when a strange visitor from another world steps forth? Well, though Jimmy isn't gathering the news, he's making the news. With that hint, you'll soon guess why Jimmy himself isn't around to meet the boy from Mars. Um, I think I've spotted my first clue. What? The boy from Mars that's stepping out of the flying saucer looks exactly like Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Maybe he's disguised as the alien, Rob. I don't know, Bob. That's awfully clever. Of um, as all invading aliens would do, he lands in the middle of a softball field mm-hmm. where the boys are playing catch or something. Greetings. <laughs> Greetings. Now, things. this is still the splash page. Greetings, I am Jax4928, the boy from Mars. And Superman's flying overhead, and he says, Hmm, I suspect he's a boy from Earth. Jimmy Olsen. Right, right away. Because he looks just like Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, he's just green. But I can't get near him. He's radiating kryptonite rays harmful to me. Why is he pulling this fantastic hoax? I guess we'll never know. Nope. Page one. Now to our commercial. At the Daily Planet, editor Perry White balls out his star reporters, Lois Lane, Clark Kent, and Jimmy Olsen. Now, I had a question throughout this issue. Mm-hmm. Is Jimmy Olsen a star reporter for the Daily Planet, mm-hmm. or is he a up-and-coming cub reporter? He is called the star cub reporter on the previous page. <laughs> yes. So... I don't think we'll ever know because he's referred to in the other issues as the cub reporter. Because I don't know if you can be a star reporter and also be a cub reporter. Now, Mm -hmm. if he was a star cub, that would make it a very different story. Yes, indeed. So Perry White is yelling at his star reporters because the sales are terrible. That's Mm -hmm. not the reporter's problem. Newsline is dull, dull, dull. (laughs) (laughs) But he's blaming the reporters for bringing in dull news. Well, the news is the news, Perry. You can't make it up. Unlike some news sources Mm -hmm. I won't name. Mm -hmm. Gosh. The chief is angry, Jimmy thinks. I think I'll check out some headlines of the past to see what news perked up circulation. And as Jimmy checks the back files, hmm, these extras sold like hotcakes. The chief would like more scoops like these, I bet. And some of those scoops are... Sea Serpent Battles Warship. That would sell a paper or two. Tropical Island Sinks Like Ancient Atlantis. Yep. Doll-sized Pygmy Tribe reported. And all of them have... Sellout issue splashed across each of the the pages of the right. Archives. So these are these are the archives. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they've damaged the archival papers by putting a uh, sticker on top of the actual news story. Yes, that is used for archi- for archival purposes. Now Perry explains that those stories came out before your time, Jimmy. They all proved to be hoaxes later, false rumors. That's all. He says, but still, they, you know, well, he thinks. Yes. But still, they sold papers before they were exposed. 
The trusting public will swallow any wild story it Oh, seems. will it? <laughs> oh, boy, that gives me a great idea. I'm going to tell everyone to take ivermectin for COVID. <laughs> At home that night, Jimmy is busy in his workshop. Now, where does Jimmy live? I thought he lived in an apartment. I thought so, too. How did he get a workshop? A and how did he get hold of an old prop? Right. He's got an old prop. Flying saucer. Flying saucer, once used in the science fiction movie, which he is repainting so no one will recognize it. He um, has a souvenir wall of things that uh, he has shared adventures with Superman, including a steel rod knotted by Superman. Uh, something we can't read all the signs, but it's, just, it's like uh, kryptonite ship man. Yes. So there's got some more kryptonite there. But right there in the center of the trophy case, kryptonite flavored fruit. Exclamation point. And one could assume that this fruit has been there for a really a long while. time. So yes. it's still fresh. I I had that same question. Mm-hmm. Um, I also questioned Jimmy's uh, sanity <laughs> in going right away to eating kryptonite-flavored fruit. Mm-hmm. Although we know that kryptonite rays don't harm human beings. I would assume that ingesting uh alien mineral would not be great for you right especially when it was uh injected into fruit because you know fruit will go right through you and also um well i mean it is radioactive isn't it it is radioactive yes and the 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 radioactivity harms and eventually kills superman Mm mm-hmm or any Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. But it's harmless to human beings, as far as we know. As far as we know, but it is radioactive. I mean, it- Although, in the 1990s, uh-huh. after the crisis on Infinite Earth, mm-hmm. Lex Luthor had a ring made of kryptonite, and that radiation actually did... Uh, he had to have his arm amputated. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it served him right, because he's evil. Yeah, he's a bastard. Uh, Now, but just as Jimmy planned, the kryptonite fruit has turned his skin and hair green all over. Mm -hmm. Just one piece of fruit did that. That is amazing. Now he's to use his trunk of disguises and fix up a costume that's out of this world. Mm -hmm. What he comes up with is a cute little, what do you call that? Cross brace. Thing, you know, like Suspenders. Uh, like Hawkman wears, yes. only it's a, crossed across your chest. Yeah, it has an M on it. For an M Mars. for Mars. And now, I have a problem with yeah. this. Yeah. Next thing. Yeah. Early morning, early the next morning at the Metropolis Park. Yeah. He says, the flying saucer's motor is burned out, but it can glide down from this high rock. Yeah. Luckily, it's made of metal, light as a feather. So it's made of metal, light as a feather, and he's going to toss it off the rock and get into it as he's tossing it off the rock and ride it down to the ground and then jump out. Yes, and you know what is not light as a feather? Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen. Olsen. He's kind of thick around the middle, honestly. Yeah. Um, now he hides at the top of this promontory in the park. It's like, you know, it looks like Central Park. You know how they mm-hmm. have those rock formations mm-hmm. there. Uh, he's waiting for Lois to walk by because he happens to know that this is her route to walk to work. Mm-hmm. So... She walks by, he glides down as if from outer space. Lois is shocked, as one would be, if a flimsy metal (laughs) 
flying saucer plopped down mm-hmm. from the top of a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't recognize him at all, which means what? She is farsighted. And a bad reporter. Yeah, she is. She's awful. They're all awful. Jimmy Olsen only changed the color of his skin and hair. Yes. As a matter of fact, he's wearing less clothing than he normally does. And yet, they don't recognize him. Well, in fairness, this is a woman who does not recognize Superman when he puts on a pair of eyeglasses. So, <laughs> Maybe she has that disorder where you can't recognize faces. I was just going to say that. What's it called? Dysphasia? <laughs> no, but that's This crazy. is true, listener. We know someone that has this. We do. That just doesn't recognize people's faces mm-hmm. from time. No, and this person that we know seeing that them once to seeing them. extremely intelligent. Very, very smart. Very smart. Just it has, not, it has complete inability to recognize faces. Yeah. Or recognizes people that he knows from the context of the situation and the conversation. But and the environment, but oh, I wonder what he's looking at then. Uh, well, I mean, it's not like he can't oh, here's see a, a face. great big fat person. Hi, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes that tall guy with the annoying laugh. Hi, Rob. I actually knew someone else that had <clears throat> that same thing because I had a beard for a long time and then I shaved it, and she never could. This wasn't Squirrel Girl, was it? No, but it was that same office. Oh. I don't like to name names, you know. Don't. Um, Now, Mars Boy explains that he can speak English because powerful Martian radios picked up Earth broadcast, which we deciphered. My name is Jax4928. Now take me to your leader. He's bossy. I'll say. Like me today with a gasoline. So, uh, yes. (laughs) We were driving back and I said, go up to this gas station over here. I'll get us some coffee. <laughs> uh, it was much more specific than that. Yes. Well, anyway. Detailed instructions on how to pump gas. I was t- very, very, very tired and I needed coffee. And, and I was like, I just dispensed with the pleas and thank yous. Well, I got harsh tongue scolding for that. You sure I? did. Well deserved. Yes. Uh, so Lois decides to take Mars Boy to her boss, Perry White. Mm-hmm. What a chance for an exclusive super scoop. Great Caesar's ghost. So she sneaks him down side streets so nobody else can see him. And she introduces Perry to Jax, the boy from Mars, who uh, Perry also does not recognize him. Now, this is a story, I believe, first was printed in 1957, 58. Okay. Which is going to explain why I think we collectively don't know much about the actual surface of Mars yet. Okay. We still think it's full of canals, okay, crisscrossing the planet. Uh, now Jimmy's getting a little full of himself. Do you Earthlings still operate typewriters by hand instead of telepathy? How primitive! <laughs> you know what else is primitive? You still have typewriters on Mars, Jimmy. Hello, I was thinking about some other Idiot. form of putting words on paper, or not even using paper. Right. Imagine a world like that. Right. <gasps> There's a FedEx truck. What? Oh, here comes Butler. Is going to bark at it. No, it's fine. Um, Jimmy explains. Oh, well, I that on Mars. Thick. Yes, their canals are a hundred miles wide. Supersonic jet ships sail on them. Gravity on Mars is only one third of Earth's. So our Martian athletes make high jump records of twenty feet. Our super powerful ray guns can disintegrate any organic matter into a mere puff of smoke. Well, that's not right. Mm-mm. 
organic matter. You're killing things. Mm-hmm. Like Martian dinosaurs. Right. Jimmy enjoys the attention he is now receiving in the press in this extra edition of the Daily Planet. Extra, extra, boy from Mars visiting Earth. An immediate sellout, Jimmy chuckles. Now, how gullible people are when you can't find real news manufacture a hoax. <laughs> I think Jimmy's about to learn a very important lesson. Well, the first lesson is that I don't believe those previous headlines he was looking at were actually manufactured by the reporters. I think it was a hoax that the reporter reported on, as a reporter should, Mm -hmm. until the facts are brought to light. Yeah, yeah. So Perry is reluctant to let his interplanetary guests leave the Daily Planet. So he says, Why not sleep in my office tonight, Jax? If you give me another exclusive story tomorrow, I'll donate to you. I'll donate to your favorite er, Martian charity. Uh, Yeah, what, is Earth money going to spend on Mars? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. There won't be any story tomorrow, Jimmy thinks. I'll reveal my hoax after my skin turns white again. But when Jimmy awakens the next morning, he's still green. Cheapers. I thought the effects would wear off overnight. Well, that's what you get for eating alien fruit infused with kryptonite. Thank you. Ironically, Perry Perry White enters just as Jimmy is searching through his own desk. (gasps) Jimmy was gathering material before for a series called Earth's Biggest Weapons. So he's going to get back to work on his story. Now Perry catches him going through Jimmy's desk, which is full of photographs of Earth's greatest weapons, including Mm. a guided missile base, a jet bomber airfield, and the Panama Canal artillery. Mm -hmm. Perry, still thinking this is a real boy from Mars, assumes that he has come to Earth on a spy mission to uh, investigate how to destroy Earth's mightiest weapons. Mm -hmm. Now, Jimmy panics and says, I'm not from Mars. I'm Jimmy Olsen, and I was just pulling a hoax. Perry doesn't believe him. Uh, So Jimmy goes for his trusty signal watch and hoping Superman will come and explain how it was the Kryptonian fruit, not Kryptonian fruit, sorry, Kryptonite Kryptonite. fruit. Kryptonian fruit would be very different and hard to eat because it would probably be impervious yes Mm -hmm. um hoping superman will explain how the fruit turned him green in his apartment clark hears the signal watch strips off his clothes into a superman uniform and heads to the office where he hears the signal coming from but just as he gets there he sees jimmy inside glowing green Still, he doesn't know it's Jimmy. No, but he knows he's radiating kryptonite. Right, so he can't. He has to stop. He can't go right. in. Right. Uh, Jimmy has forgotten that he's emanating kryptonite radiation. Mm-hmm. Just then, Perry enters with the FBI. They arrest him as a Martian spy. Yes. Everything, all of his plans are all get fitting to be told. Yes. He's, he's in trouble. Now, Jimmy says, I can prove that I'm Jimmy Olsen. Because you won't find him anywhere. Sorry, that's Butler barking at the FedEx truck, which is gone. Uh, You won't find Jimmy anywhere. You won't find him at my apartment because I'm him. So they head to Jimmy's apartment, which looks in a shambles. Because he messed up his apartment as he was carrying out the lightweight 
but large. Oh, so here it is. It is an apartment. Where do you get that workroom and trophy shelf? I don't know. Oh, my God. Maybe it's a two-bedroom apartment. Okay. I don't know. On a cub reporter salary? Are you crazy? In Metropolis? Any sense. So he was carrying out the flying saucer and knocked over his lamp and uh, end table, which made it look like the place has been robbed. Mm -hmm. And he's left his dirty laundry in a heap on the floor. Olsen's missing, all right, because this heartless Martian spy disintegrated him. Uh Aha, because he made up the lie about the disintegration ray. We read all about the Martian ray guns in the Daily Planet. Now Jimmy's been accused of murdering himself. Oh, he is in deep. But, Mars boy, before we condemn you, we will make scientific tests to prove you are a Martian. We're going to have to conduct experiments on you. Cut him open, boys. <laughs> um, this, so they put Jimmy on the scale. The scale shows he only weighs 25 pounds. No Earth boy could be that light. Mm-mm. I don't think they've... Uh, heard of bts the k-pop band those boys are about 25 pounds each uh-uh. they're as thin as rails mm. um so jimmy now is starting to think that the kryptonite fruit did other queer things to him besides turning his skin green mm-hmm. they hook him up to an electric meter and discover that his body is charged with a million volts how is that possible well it's um not right but uh he's he could have i guess the electricity on the inside that's mm-hmm. not coming out and harming all life around him mm-hmm. and then they do a fluoroscope on his chest cavity and discover that he has two hearts and two hearts believing in just one mind together forever till the end of time oh I just now realized what that song was. Yeah, Phil Collins. I thought you were trying to sing two uh, hearts, two, two hearts that beat as one. Two, uh, I need you, I need you. I hate that song. So the FBI has called Superman back to rush Mars Boy back where he belongs. So Superman pops him into a test tube. <laughs> with, test tube. With a, a lead bottom so he won't be harmed by <laughs> the rays. Your mom has a lead bottom. well she did she's dead now so thanks (laughs) um superman flies into the sky at super speed and jimmy blacks out (laughs) he flies so fast he blacks out (laughs) poor jimmy it's amazing he didn't just squish him into an organic he brought it on himself squish him into an organic puddle at the the bottom of it just like so fast (laughs) Or just take him up in a train car and deposit him on the surface of Venus. Venus, yeah. So Jimmy awakens at the top of a mountain, assuming that he's now on the planet Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, just then, Superman appears and says, Nope, Jimmy, after you bow- blacked out, I turned back and landed on this Earth mountain. Now drink that antidote <laughs> I placed near you. Drink your juice. Drink, <laughs> what's that? Shelby. Drink your juice, Shelby. Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> We're both laughing. After Jimmy drinks, his green coloring swiftly fades, and now, Jimmy, I can come near you without meeting kryptonite rays. 
I guessed you were Jimmy when my telescopic vision revealed that kryptonite fruit missing from your souvenirs. Boy, he is sharp as a tack. <laughs> your regular Dick Tracy, Superman. Well, Dick Tracy. Uh, at the lab, <clears throat> Superman continues, I secretly played super tricks on you from outside Again, the window. Super tricks. Yes. Super tricks. My super breath will make the needle of the scale stop and register Jimmy's weight as only 25 pounds. Mm. This giant super. battery... <laughs> this giant super, super battery I made... Will make the electric meter read a million volts. Super volts. <laughs> My X-ray vision Super will X-ray vision. falsify the X-ray image on the fluoroscope, showing two Super hearts. Uh, <laughs> I hate to use. I hate the way that Superman inserts the word "super" into things. Well, now specifically, we were in the car this morning, and he had a problem with super breath, which I explained is actually the name of the power. Not just he's not just saying that his breath is super just because he's <laughs> Superman. I, I have superior breath. It's not like the bat computer or the bat everything. Yeah, the bat, the bat rang, the yeah. bat mobile, mm-hmm. the bat belt, the bat hooks. <clears throat> now, Superman uh, flies Jimmy back, and Jimmy admits that he has learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. After Superman flies Jimmy home. Jimmy thinks that Perry will print an apology and give the profits to charity. Profits? Oh, from the from previous the paper, editions, yeah. yeah. Um, as he's throwing out his Mars boy uniform into the garbage, he sees a shooting star and yeah. thinks, is it a shooting star or is it a flying saucer? Gosh. Gosh. If it's a real boy from Mars, this time who would believe me? Right. And that is... Uh, the Boy Who Cried Wolf, Aesop's Fable. Yes, The Boy Who Cried Boy from Mars. Mm-hmm. The end. Turn the page, and what do we have? Prettiest stewardess in the world. Where are we? Um, Lucy, it's page 19. Ah, yes. The first appearance of Lucy Lane. Yes. Uh, longtime Superman readers will know that Lucy is a stewardess. Otherwise known as an air hostess, hostess. for our British listeners, mm-hmm. or uh, otherwise known as a flight attendant if you live in the 21st century and you're not a terrible person. <laughs> One day in Metropolis, when Jimmy Olsen uses all his wits to plan an undercover campaign, it is not to trap any cunning criminal. For this time, when the cub reporter cub trails reporter. his quarry, it is not a wanted man, but a wanted girl he is after. And even Superman, Jimmy's idol, is neglected by the impetuous young redhead when he meets Lois Lane's sister. Bum, sister. Bum, bum. Sister. Sister. On the splash page, Superman is uh, destroying the teeth of, teeth two, lions, of two lions, which are biting his arms. And as you know, we talked about this in the car. And yeah. I said, yeah, well, you know, I, I do believe that those lions being picked up like that with their were with their the mouths yeah. surrounding Superman would lose their teeth. And possibly just have their heads ripped from their bodies. <laughs> Get a picture of this, Jimmy. You know, Get a my, picture of this, Jimmy. Uh, great-grandmother, Veach, <clears throat> whose piano we had in our living room, was famous for the way that she disposed of chickens. Yes, she would... She was just a wee thing. She only weighed a pound and a half when she was born. She slept in a shoebox and wore doll clothes. 
And that was the 1850s. Mm. Um, she would go out into the yard, grab up one chicken in each hand by the neck, and just flick them around till their necks broke. That's how she got her Sunday dinner. <laughs> I'd hate to be a chicken on her ranch. Well, I mean, there's no other use for chickens. Then, well, except for the eggs that they give you. Well, yes, but once they're dried up, what are you going to do? Got to throw yeah, them in yeah, the yeah. boiling water. Yeah. Um, now, Superman is doing this trick for the benefit of Jimmy to take a picture and put it in the newspaper. But he says, I can't get Lucy Lane out of my mind. Sigh. Sigh. One day at the Metropolis airport, as Jimmy Olsen meets an incoming airliner, Lois Lane asked me to meet her younger sister, Lucy Lane, who has blonde hair, she said, but she wasn't aboard. She must have missed the flight. Oh, well, she probably wasn't pretty, like Lois said, and wow Pardon me, sir. I don't see my sister around to meet me. Can you direct me to the Daily Planet where she works? <laughs> now, she's uh, a flight attendant. Uh-huh. She probably lands in a lot of strange airports uh-huh. and then has to go somewhere else from the airport. Right. Does she just ask the first person she comes to or does she not go to like the taxi stand? She's or? very trusting. She just walks up to like the, the any stranger. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're Lucy Lane. Lois didn't tell me you were the stewardess. I'm Emmy Jolson. I mean, Jummy Elson. Er, Jelly Jimson. Gulp. You know how fellas get tongue-tied around pretty girls. Yes, I've often, um, sometimes when I get nervous meeting people, I just forget to, how to pronounce my own name. Yes. Yes. Uh, she realizes that it's Jimmy Olsen and thinks, Lois often wrote me about the cute red-headed cub reporter at her <laughs> office. <laughs> <laughs> what a doll. I'll impress her on the way back to the office by stopping at the Superman Museum. Oh, here we go. Everyone in this story is awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Superman's pal, you know. Why, he hardly goes anywhere without taking me. I've flown with him for thousands of miles to many parts of the world. <sighs> Yawn. So have I on special flights. <sighs> All that flying gets boring after a while, doesn't it, Jimmy? What a B-word. Well... Also, Lucy, he's flying in the arms of Superman. Not How many in the times plane. have you flown in the arms of Superman? And I don't think he's wheeling a cart up and down Superman's back serving drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, now, Jimmy is intending to get her to go on a date with him. Yeah. He's got to impress her, though. After the two sisters greet each other at the office, Jimmy sees his chance. <laughs> Lois says, Lucy, you have the evening free, so I'll show you around town. Wait, Lois, why not make it a double date with Clark Kent and me? Clark will agree, I'm sure. Yes, Clark does agree. Um, and now Lois has her chance to be a B-word. <laughs> it's nice of, you, nice of you to take me out, Clark, but if only my dream man were at my side, Superman. God! That could have been a thought bubble. It could have been, it's nice of you to take me out, Clark. Right. Then thought bubble. Right. She didn't have to say it out loud. Um, of course, Clark giggles to himself, knowing that he is, in fact, Superman and at her side. And then he God damn it. has his chance. 
I'm holding off on our romance because as Mrs. Superman, she would lead a lonely life. Well, she uh, is still a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. Yeah. And he's with her as Clark Kent all the time. Right. Right? (laughs) Yes. She would lead a lonely life. I'm always so busy on super jobs. Now this I'll grant you that it doesn't need to be superized. Thank you. Um, Super hyphenized. Hi, Captain. No. He's being so sweet. You know why he's being so sweet? Because it's time for his W-A-L-K. And his F-O-D. And the time's all messed up. Yeah. So, now this would have been the day when Lois would have naturally been glad to quit her job the moment she got married and keep house for her husband. Oh, of course. So I guess that's what he's thinking, that he would either be in the office or on super jobs. Well, then she'd just fishwife him all all day. Yes. Right? Clark! (laughs) Take out the trash! I want Japanese food tonight. From Japan. (laughs) No funny business, mister. (laughs) Later, at a unique dining place named The Super Restaurant, in honor of the Man of Steel. Uh, uh, No, thank you. I don't... Well, now... The DC Universe does have a restaurant chain called Planet Krypton, which is not just Superman-themed, but it's all superhero-themed. Okay. Which is, I think that's a really clever idea. Get it? It's like Planet Hollywood and... Uh Uh-huh. Anyway. I'm sorry. Wait. Neat! There you go. Okay. I do like those chair backs, which are uh, carved in the shape of the Superman... Yes. Shield. So Jimmy offers, it's all on me, waiter. We'll have four of your deluxe super steaks. Gulp, that's the most expensive item on the menu. Jimmy is spending his week's salary to impress Lucy. He must be falling for her. Not to mention his two-bedroom apartment in the most expensive city on the East Coast. <laughs> and he's only a cub. <laughs> Reporter. <laughs> Jimmy is knows that he's got to be alone with Lucy to sweep her off her feet. Right. So he says to her, when can I have a date with you again, Lucy? Not till Saturday. I have a flight out of town tomorrow. Good night. <sighs> uh, meanwhile, at Lois's apartment, the girls are confiding in each other at bedtime. Lois is lying in bed with a framed photo of Superman. She'd be better off with like a body pillow printed with his <laughs> chicken hug it yeah. yeah any luck with your romance with superman lois not much lucy i can't get him to propose to me that's a drag on a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> oh will i ever marry my dream man sigh meanwhile a love struck jimmy olsen confides in clark kent <laughs> lucy like <laughs> Wait, I have, to take, I have to change my voice not to be the girl's voice lucy lane is the girl i'd like to marry clark Sigh. Boy, do I love Lucy. I love Lucy, and And she she loves me. We're as happy as as we we can be. And I I don't don't know know the the rest of the words. Great Scott, is Jimmy that serious? But I wonder if Lucy feels the same way about him. I'll check. Eavesdropper. By spying on her. By spying on her. God. Lucy is telling Lois, I'm excited about my flight tomorrow, Lois. It's a special plane chartered for famous rodeo stars on tour. If one of those Western Romeos wants to date me Saturday night, I'll drop Jimmy. He's not my type. By the way, rodeo stars, they don't make a lot of money. 
Right. Uh, I lo- I want to live in this world of this issue, though. There's got uh, rodeo stars, circus clowns are making big news. Inventors news. convention. Inventors convention coming up. So Clark says, "Yeah, he's oh, trying to I let Jimmy news. down." He says to himself, "I have bad news for Jimmy." Jimmy, I have a um, a hunch that Lucy is fickle. I understand she'll be the stewardess for some rodeo stars tomorrow, and she might stand you up for one of them. Better forget her. But I can't, Clark. I have a great idea. Let's go to my apartment. So, <laughs> Jimmy has a trunk which is labeled "Disguises for Scoops." Mm-hmm. And he's going to join the flight in a cowboy disguise. That way he can make sure none of the rodeo stars steals his Saturday night date with Lucy. That's a bad hat, too. Clark leaves and says, I'm going to keep watch on Jimmy tomorrow with my telescopic vision and see how his plan works. So remember, this is a plan to get a date with Lucy and protect her from accepting dates from anybody else. Right. And Superman... The Man of Steel, the protector of Earth, is going to use his valuable time to monitor this situation. Correct. You've got it. Um, so during the flight, as Twirler Thompson, first of all, Lucy, as a flight attendant, you should not be allowing people to A, stand up in the aisle of the plane, and B, Use a lasso <laughs> to sit the f down. No kidding, twirler. Such a sexist thing that he's done. He's usually he's uses lasso yes. to pull her and twirl her up to him like she's some sort of beast, like a piece like of a cattle, like a cattle. That's the horrible. And she, oh, you're simply wonderful, Mister Thompson. I'm free next Saturday night. God. Needless to say, this doesn't please Jimmy Olsen, who has announced himself as Tex Bolton, the oil man. <laughs> Jimmy Tex Bolton. Um, he threatens to buy the plane if Lucy doesn't let him on board. Hmm. Um, so he, she hasn't recognized him either, so apparently it's not just green skin that can disguise his identity, but also an oversized cowboy hat. Maybe Jimmy's really not that handsome. Maybe there's something very simple about Jimmy that well, maybe, makes him un- not memorable. Right. He's one of those faces that you yeah. just never remember what they look like. Right. Maybe that's his superpower. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jimmy is going to try to do a trick more impressive than... And so now he begins to lie. Yes. He says that he, uh, down in Texas, he's got a private plane which he rides on the outside and lassoes oil wells so fickle lucy uh, deserts the rodeo star and goes for jimmy who she still doesn't know is jimmy she thinks he's a millionaire oil tycoon uh now twirler thompson's gonna get his revenge he goes down into the uh luggage compartment of the plane Mm mm-hmm uses his extra cowboy outfit to make a dummy, which he tosses out of the bottom hatch of the plane. That is incredibly Sucking all of the other rodeo stars out to their deaths. No, that didn't happen. But it's... But it would would be depressurizing the cabin, perhaps. Uh, Lucy sees the cowboy plummeting 
from the plane and decides to open the emergency exit, which also will kill everyone on board. <laughs> Fortunately, keeping track of all this is Superman. Who is in costume flying along. Remember, what is he doing? Why is he doing this? To help Jimmy get a date. Yes. To help Jimmy Olsen, the cub reporter, reporter. get a date. Um, get a date. Earth's protector, the man of steel, is helping Jimmy get a date. Well, in fairness, Jimmy is Superman's pal. Jimmy is dressed up as an oil tycoon and lying to everyone. So Jimmy throws his lasso out the emergency exit in an attempt to lasso the dummy. He's not going to make it. So Superman grabs the plane and moves the plane closer so that the lasso can be caught, can catch the falling dummy. Not just closer. He pulls the plane yeah. into a lower altitude. I'm sure that the pilots were just like, oh, it's okay. This it's happens fine. all the time. The plane's depressurized, and also uh, we're plummeting to Earth. Everything's fine. But thank God Jimmy caught that dummy. And then Thompson's trick being exposed, Lucy... Yes. Does what? She does, does she does she make sure that everyone is seated? Does she uh does she, are there oxygen masks no. that have fallen out? Nope. nope. Nope, none of that. No. She scolds Twirler Thompson <laughs> uh and says that seals the deal. I'm going to go on a date with Tex Bolton next Saturday night. The millionaire oil tycoon. So just so we're clear. Yep. Uh, just so we're clear. Yes. We all know what happened on this plane. This guy went down to the hold, made up a dummy with clothes, opened the hatch, threw it out. Superman came, yanked the plane down. The emergency exit window was thrown out, and Jimmy Olsen lassoed the dummy as it was falling to the ground right. and then pulled it up. And then what she did was she said, I'm not going to go on a date with you. I'm going to go out with Tex Bolton. Yeah, correct. Nothing wrong with that, right? Everything's fine. It's all for a date. Right. Um, but now Jimmy's worried that when, uh, Saturday night comes around and Tex Bolton doesn't show up, mm -hmm. but Jimmy Olsen does, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Mm. Next day, he checks Lucy's return flight to Metropolis and now he's got a new worry. On the, uh, monitor screen at the airport, he reads... Flight 21 to Metropolis, chartered for Inventors Convention. Stewardess Miss Lucy Lane. Yeah. Now, I wish that I could know who my flight attendant's going to be before I get on a plane. Or even who they are on the plane. Right. Because I would Google them, and that would determine whether I was going to take that flight or not. <laughs> so, Lucy might fall for some brainy inventor on that flight. Hmm. I have an idea how to eliminate any competition. This is the stupidest idea I've seen in this entire issue. <laughs> I'll visit the costume shop. I'll buy a robot suit and get aboard the plane. And none of the inventors will impress Lucy if my plan works. Later, during the flight, uh, Genius Jones. Wasn't that a... Oh, no, it was Merlin Jones. was a Disney movie. Okay. Genius Jones... Uh, has invented a thought printer 
is slain, I'll demonstrate it. Put on this telepathic helmet and form any, any mental image you wish. Hmm. I'll think of myself as a queen. Oh, Lucy. That explains so much. Mm-hmm. Out from the helmet pops a photo of Lucy's mental image of herself as a queen. I wonder if it's like that, um, the, the Kodak Polaroid. <laughs> and then you have to shake, shake it. it. Yeah. Goodness, a photo of my mental image came out. What a darling invention, Mr. Jones. Perhaps you want to tell me all about it next Saturday night. I had a date with a Mr. Bolton, but I'll break it. Damn. Girl. So Jimmy has had himself shipped on board the plane as a robot. And for some reason, they did not put the trunk containing the robot into the, in the luggage compartment, hole. but yeah. rather in the back row of the plane. Yes, taking up two spaces. Yes. Um, so now he's going to steal the show by walking up to Lucy as she's serving drinks and saying, Pardon me, stewardess, my inventor told me to ask you for fuel when I ran low. Goodness, a talking robot. What is your fuel? Oil? No, my fuel is food. Why, you're almost human. Hmm. It would be a great publicity for me to if I dated you Saturday night. Publicity? Publicity? I'd be seen with a human robot. The newspapers would run a picture of us together. <sighs> She's so hungry for attention. But the rival genius Jones is suspicious. I'll bet you're a human robot, all right, with a human inside that iron suit. If you're really a robot, open that chest flap and let us see your internal motors. Gulp. What can I do? I can't prove I'm a robot. Luckily, Superman is right outside the plane window, flying alongside, and he sends a super whisper to his pal. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what a super whisper sounds like? Yes. I'll be back in a flash with certain things I need. (laughs) Then I'll give you instructions what to say and do so you can make everyone think you're really a robot. Off Superman flies to a junk pile. (laughs) Working at super speed, he melts scrap metal that he can mold into a robot's head. And with this black cloth, it's going to help me pull an old trick that stage musicians use. Magicians. What did I say? Musicians. Well, musicians use this trick, too, all the time. Shortly, as Jimmy follows Superman's whispered instructions. So. (laughs) I can't do the voice. It hurts my throat. What Superman has instructed Jimmy to do is to have all the lights in the plane turned out. Not safe. It's Uh, okay. They're just flying. There's plenty of time to kill. Right. Because. uh, I guess Superman came into the. Yeah, Superman's inside the plane now. So he also killed everyone when he opened the exterior door to get on board the plane. Uh, The robot explains that strong light rays would upset the delicate mechanisms within. Now it's safe for him to remove his head. So Superman has used this black cloth to drape over Jimmy's head and his own body Mm. so that uh, everyone is blended invisibly with the black wall. Only thing that can be seen is the robot body and the robot head, which is now on Superman's head. Mm -hmm. Everyone is convinced, uh, because only a real robot could take off its head. But after Superman leaves... When the robot fails to show up Saturday night to date Lucy, she'll be glad to date me. Now, I'll remove the robot suit while nobody's watching. Oh my gosh, the helmet's stuck. I'll suffocate. Choke! Well, how, 
He's been wearing the helmet all this time. Why would he suffocate? I don't know. <sighs> well, it's discovered. It's a fake robot with someone inside. Jimmy Olsen! Jimmy confesses. My trickery is exposed. You may as well know I was Tex Bolton, too. You know the person that looks just like me, but he was wearing a cowboy hat? I was <laughs> trying to prevent anyone else from dating you for Saturday night. Well, now that you know my cheek... Cheap tricks. Um, I guess you'll never want to see me again, Lucy. Choke. Wait. He's choking a lot. Jimmy, if you went to all that trouble to date me, then you deserve to go out with me Saturday night. Like it's a prize, Lucy. And here's something else you earned, you darling boy. Smack. A kiss in the cheek, not a slap in the face. Right. Um. Finally, when the Saturday night date comes, let's review. This is their first date. Uh-huh. Lucy, will you gulp become Mrs. Olsen? Oh, Jimmy. Uh, is that what you do on, on, on the first date? date uh, that's what lesbians do. <laughs> but I don't think cub reporters should engage in this kind of behavior. Oh, Jimmy, dear, I can't accept until one thing is cleared up. Oh, here we go. I promised my mother I would never marry anyone until my older sister Lois gets married first. So you see, all you have to do is get Superman to marry Lois, and I'll consider your proposal. Oh, man. He says, oh, no, not that. The next day after Jimmy sees Lucy off and returns to the office, he's sitting there right next to Clark Kent, and he says, oh, if Superman keeps stalling Lois, I'll be an old man before I can marry Lucy. Clark, can you think of any way to get Superman to marry Lois now? Er, I haven't got a single good idea that would work, Jimmy, he says, looking at us, the reader. Uh-huh. Hey, remember um, the Brady Brides when uh, Jan got engaged and the parents were angry that because they didn't want her to get married until Marsha was married? Right, right, right. I do remember that. So I guess that happens in the real world, sure. not just comics. Yeah. All right. There's right. a story that you read that I did not read. Uh-huh. So welcome to a new segment of the program called I Didn't Read the Story and Dr. Husband's Going to Read It to Me. I have to find it. Oh, my God. Oh, it's page 62. Yep. I'm here. Okay. Okay. So this one's called uh, Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen. If you ever wondered to what extreme lengths Jimmy Olsen would get go to get a newspaper scoop... Wait till you see Jimmy in operation as a member of the fair sex. Yes, readers, Superman's young pal undergoes a drastic change of identity. And Wait puts... a, how drastic are we talking? <laughs> you know he'll go to great lengths to get the story. Um, and puts his high-heeled feet into a huge mess of trouble when he becomes the sweetheart of gangland in Miss Jimmy Olsen. That's what uh, I was voted in my high school yearbook. Miss Jimmy Most Olsen. Most likely to be sweetheart of gangland. <laughs> <laughs> so on this page, we, on, on the splash page, we've got um, uh, Jimmy Olsen in full drag with a little red wig, a cute little outfit, um, and gloves. And the guys are saying, wow, get a load of that. Ain't she sweet? Woohoo! Hey, sister, how about a date? And Jimmy, he's not disgusted by it or anything. He goes, ha ha, those wolves would drop dead. Now, am I going to use a girl's voice when I do this when he's in drag? Um. Well, what's his normal voice? Sounds Those wolves like would drop right? dead if they knew. Yeah, yeah. Ha ha! 
those, <laughs> those wolves will drop those wolves will drop dead if they knew that under this female the skies beats the very masculine heart of the planet reporter Jimmy Olsen. Very masculine heart, Jimmy. Yeah. Really. One day at the planet offices, Jimmy Olsen receives a phone call. Jimmy, this is Lucy Lane. <laughs> Could you? She's not that mean. Could you please do me a favor? Of course, uh, Lucy. So. Yeah. He asked her to marry him on their first date. Yes. And she still has to announce her last name when she calls. Oh. Oh. Of course, Lucy. Ask away. Wow, maybe Lucy is beginning to like me. This is her first phone call to me in weeks. <laughs> the airline just called... Um, excuse me. Uh, the airline just called me to replace a sick plane stewardess. I'm leaving a metropolis in an hour. Could you walk my dog, Hamlet, and feed him till I return tomorrow? I'll leave the horse... The house key. <laughs> underneath the doormat. No, the horse is Hamlet. Look at him. He's, He's a big Marmaduke-sized dog. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's not fair to keep a dog that size in an apartment. Lucy. No, it isn't. Oh, I'm really worried about this dog's... Uh, um, Freedom to eliminate his bowels and bladder. Right. Very worried. So, he says, uh, sure, I'll take care of Hamlet. And I thought Lucy phoned to make a date with me. And then, we, we the, the, the situation gets a little more absurd. Yes. Superman says, so long, Jimmy. I've just been saying goodbye to Perry and Lois. I'm flying to my fortress of solitude to work on some top secret experiments. While I'm away, be a good boy. <laughs> Be a good boy. And well, stay he's out of not trouble. his dad. No, because if you need help, your signal watch distress calls won't reach me. There'll be too much radioactive interference from my top secret experiments. From my experiments. So, uh, Superman, protector of the world, is going to be in his fortress, unable to perceive the signal of a watch, which was specially designed to attract his attention. Mm-hmm. Which presumably means that any other alarm systems that have not been designed to specifically attract his attention also will, not also will go unheeded. Yes. Good, 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 good. Okay. But that afternoon at Midtown Metropolis, you see a sign on the side of a building that says, Monty McGraw presents Metropolis Follies. Do, 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 do. Hey, we're the Metropolis Follies and we are here to entertain you. Do, 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 do. <laughs> When I was a lad, and it probably still happens, yeah. in the Midwestern city in which I lived, they had something called the Vaudevillities. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, townsfolk yeah. who would volunteer and go do little acts for the show, for charity. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a teacher at my elementary school, and I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. In hindsight... I think she might have been a drag queen teaching elementary school. Really? She was about nine feet tall, and she had flaming red hair. Uh-huh. She did the vaudevillities every year. Did she? Yes. Junebug is trying to get in my lap. Well, she ain't gonna. Hi, Junebug. Hi, sweetheart. What next? What next? Okay, so um, J- Jimmy's standing outside with this, where it says Monty McGraw presents Metropolis Follies. He goes, golly, there's big Monty McGraw, the ex-racketeer. The police suspect McGraw was behind master, uh, excuse me, was the mask behind behind last week's million dollar jewel robbery. I'll trail him. Maybe I'll learn something important. And then Monty's talking to his girlfriend and she says, don't worry, Monty. I hit him, but good. And he says, uh, Jimmy says, she hit what? Can she mean the gems big Monty stole? Gosh, I must stick close to them. 
And uh, he's stopped by a goon outside the stage entrance and says, You can't go inside, pal. Nobody enters except Mr. McGraw's friends and members of the cast. Don't try to go in a stage door. Right? Trust me. Jimmy says to himself, Hmm, McGraw produces these shows to make people think he's given up his criminal activities. If I could get inside, I might spot him passing the loot. He notices a sign that says, Girls want it for chorus line. Apply inside. Tryouts now going on. Monty McGraw, producer. Later, at Jimmy Olsen's apartment... He's holding a dress up. Yes. This is strictly a brainstorm, but it might put Big Monty behind bars. I'll disguise myself as a girl and apply for a job in McGraw's new musical comedy. Hmm. This dress needs pressing. (laughs) You turn the page, and Jimmy is, he's wearing a wig, a bra, a girdle, or... No. Well, maybe that's boxers. Yeah, I'm looking at this. It looks like a wife beater t-shirt and boxer shorts. Oh, maybe it is wife beater t-shirt. But also uh, thigh length pantyhose and and pumps. High heels and a wig. And clearly he's feminized himself. He's got, you know, lipstick and and, uh, eyelashes. Uh Uh-huh. Pressing a dress. Yeah. Of course, Superman warned me not to get into mischief. But who'd harm a girl? I'll just keep an eye on Big Monty's movements. The eye of a reporter looking for the crime scoop of the year. Oh. That afternoon at the theater, the, the stage manager's saying, Let's see a leg, <laughs> Let's see a leg, sister. Hmm, not bad. Okay, <laughs> let's check out those gams <laughs> on the girl on the redhead. Um, okay, get into these tights. Let's see you dance. So I guess he's not a cub anymore. Oh, no. If his legs are hairless. Mm-hmm. He says, whew, my disguise um, fooled them completely, thanks to my makeup and padding. <laughs> and then it gets, I guess Jimmy's a trained professional dancer. Yeah, well, you know, in the story we did not cover, he did reveal his past as an amateur clown for charity. Oh, of course. So, so that would involve lots of physical... He has trod the boards once yes. or twice in his career. So next on stage, um, puff, puff, this dancing is work. My feet are killing me. You said it, girl. I remember our days in the show choir. Ah! Well, that's not easy. Is it easy? All those jazz squares and kick lines. Yes, and having to sing at the same time oh. and look beautiful. Oh, No thanks. Thank you. Okay, so throw that spotlight on the new tryout. Let's see how she handles the, bas- the baseball number for the second act. So soon as Jimmy dons a catcher's mask, Okay, sister, in this scene, you catch a baseball. Mickey Williams is a big league pitcher. So far, no dame has been able to handle his delivery. Get set, gal, here it comes. Gasp. Whatever Lola wants. That's from Damn Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she, she caught it. She's the first dame we've had who could catch a ball. Gosh, I hope I didn't overplay my hand and give myself away. Jimmy. That's different Jimmy's and drag boys. Girls can catch. Yeah. I've seen that movie with uh, Madonna, that horrible uh-huh. movie. And what's, uh, what's horrible. that comedian movie? What's her name? Rosie O'Donnell. Okay, yes. Susan, not Susan Sarandon. Who's she was the other it? one. No, Gina Davis. Oh, Gina Davis. Um, that's the greatest movie about female baseball ever made. I don't object to the subject material. I object to Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell. Well, they did fine for what they were hired to do. I guess they did. They stood around and and moved their mouths and wore costumes and and remembered their lines. That's probably actually the best acting Madonna's ever done in any film of her career. I won't argue with you on that. With the possible exception of Breathless Mahoney in Dick Tracy. 
Acting is a very generous term to describe what she did on the film. So in League of Their Own is the film we're discussing. All that she's required to do is stand around and chew gum and talk in a Bronx accent, which she does admirably. And I can't remember specifically what Rosie O'Donnell did, but she was fine. Okay. The movie wasn't about them. It was about Gina Davis. And I shall hold my tongue. I'm not telling you to hold your tongue. I'm just saying you dismiss it as a terrible movie. And I forgive me. Disagree. I, I wish to vehemently. amend it that the, the the acting in it by some of the cast were was quite bad. So there, Tom so, Hanks, our the greatest actor of our generation, who always plays Tom Hanks. <laughs> say, but that's the best Tom Hanks he's done. Say, you a great kid. You'll be terrific at this baseball bit. I'm hiring you in a spot. What's your name, babe? Where do you live? That's exactly how it happens in showbiz. Oh, yeah. You get hired on the spot. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm Julie. Julie Ogden. I'm new in town. <laughs> same. He uses the same initials. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. J-O. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julie Ogden. Uh... Now, apparently, the you get hired in the theater, and then you're forced to live somewhere that you don't want to live and be someone's maid. Right. Then you'll live with Maisie. You'll cook and clean and take care of the, take care of your share of rent. And no buts of backtalk, Maisie. Wow, my female impersonation worked. Big Monty likes me, and his Maisie, excuse me, and Maisie, his girl, she's she's burning up. They've even drew, drew they've even drawn Jimmy, feminized. Well, yeah, I'm sure he had to, you know, suck in his waist and get a corset of some kind. Mm -hmm. All right, what happens next? That evening outside Maisie's house, they're standing there and and, uh, Jimmy says, thinks to himself, what a coincidence. This is where Lucy Lane lives, too. I won't have to travel far to walk Lucy's dog. So how long has he been gone and Lucy been gone? So has the dog been walked yet? Assuming that Lucy called him that morning, I would say it's and it's now dinner time, <clears throat> at least eight hours. He might have walked the dog before he saw uh whatever his name is. I don't think so because he uh says well maybe. But I yeah, Monty McGraw. Knowing Jimmy, I doubt it. Okay, so, um, and then Maisie turns around and says, "Well, we get upstairs. You'll make supper, and I'll rest. And if you don't like it, and if I don't like your cooking, out you go." <laughs> Soon they walk upstairs, and what is Jimmy greeted by? But your favorite thing, a chimpanzee. A chimpanzee. I swear to God, you have asked me all the years we've been together. You've asked me for a monkey, and I said, uh, "No." To be specific. A family of performing monkeys that wear human clothes. That's what you want. Yeah. And I said, no. A a sibling group. Never. Well, we'll see. Okay. Um, Now, what I would never do is have someone invited to my home without telling them that they're going to be greeted by a chimpanzee when they walk in the door. Well, Maisie looks a little rough around the edges. She may not have been told. I mean, she has a pet chimpanzee, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. My pet chimp, Dora, lives here, too, and you better get used to her. Set three places for dinner, because Dora eats with us. Nice. An hour later, as Jimmy plays chef, Holy smokes, the supper is burned. Maisie will throw me out of my ear if I don't think of something fast. Hmm. Lucy's apartment. She left the key under the doormat. 
As Jimmy runs downstairs, Lucy must have something in the icebox that I can use. I'll borrow it, sneak back to Maisie's apartment, and pretend I made it for supper. Now, why does Lucy Lane have her name on the front of her apartment? That's not normal, is it? No. You have a number or... No. Maybe the last name, but not... You put that on the mailbox. Lane. Right. Shortly. That's very unsafe. In Lucy's apartment, the dog is yeah. huge, by the way. Yes. Um, chimps. What's chimps? Chimps. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, he's saying to himself. He's thinking to himself. Chimps. Dogs as big as lions. This building is a regular zoo. Hmm. Nothing much in here. Just some chopped meat I can fry for hamburgers. Oh, I'll walk Lucy's dog going. later after Maisie goes to sleep. So mm. the it's poor the dog, dog food. gets no food. Well, right. that's the chopped meat. That's the chopped I meat. Bet. It is the dog's food. Yeah. Oh. Five minutes later, Maisie's apartment. Don't worry about the stolen rubies, Monty. Wait, she's on the phone. Yes. Don't worry about the stolen rubies, Monty. I hid them in my apartment where nobody will find them. Blah, blah, blah. Stolen rubies. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Jimmy thinks, what a stroke of luck. I'll drop some sleeping powder in Macy's hamburgers. <laughs> sleeping powder. sleeping powder? Right? Oh, probably from Lucy's apartment. Right. Then when she's in dreamland, I'll search the place. So he's going to roofie. He's going to give her roofies. Ah. <sighs> Well, it works. Maisie's sleeping. She's going to catch 40 winks before she watches television. <laughs> exactly. Because that's what some a person does. They, they take a nap before they get up to watch television. Yeah. So uh, Jimmy searches through everywhere and can't find anything. The next morning... What it, is the chimp doing? Chimp's rolling up the carpet. I guess the chimp has its own sleeping pad. I have no idea. Well, good thing the chimp can't talk because he's going to tell on Jimmy. The next morning as the doorbell rings... Morning. I'm Lucy Lane from apartment G8. I've been away on an air trip, and I returned to find my dog starving. I had a dish of dog food in the icebox, but it's mysteriously vanished. D-d-d-dog food? Eek! Lucy, I know you have a pet chimpanzee, so I wondered. What? Did you wonder? How did she I know that she if, had a, a ch- pet chimpanzee if she I if think, she'd announced where she, her name and where she lives? Um, I I would think if you lived in an apartment building when someone had a pet chimpanzee, everybody would know it because it's so. going to screech and throw shit around. She goes, "I wonder um, what's the matter with your roommate because because the roommate's over there crying." She goes, "Who knows? Who cares? Wait here, I'll get you some chimp food. <laughs> chimp food. I thought the chimp ate the human food. I thought so too. <sighs> the hamburgers we ate. Oh, I feel sick." Later at the theater. Well, no, no, no. Wait, you, what, wait, what, what? wait, wait. Yeah. It's, it might have been intended for the dog, but it's still... I was probably human-grade food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. What have you gotten yourself into now? And he didn't feed the dog. Or walk it. He's Lucy Lane has come home going, from her trip. There's shit everywhere. Everywhere. There's the dog food's this mysteriously disappeared, and there's shit everywhere. And probably piss. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm not so worried about the food. A dog can miss a meal with no ill effect. That's true. Um, as, as Butler's proving to us right now. Yes. Later so, at the theater. Can I move on, please? Yes, go, go, Thank go. You. Later at the theater. No, no, you girls have this take me out to the ball game number all wrong. Take yourself some props home and practice by yourselves for tomorrow's rehearsal. Julie, come here. I got something for you. Go. Flowers, candy, a friendship <laughs> ring. <sighs> well, he brought this on himself by asking Lucy to marry him on he her first date. Did. 
Uh, is he asking for her for a date? Yes, he is. Yeah. I'll pick you up at six. Borrow an evening gown from Maisie. <laughs> from the woman I'm dating to go out on a date with me. Who miraculously is your same size. That evening at Maisie's apartment. Don't be angry with me, Maisie. Oh, don't be angry, Maisie. Believe me, I wish I were going out. I wish you were going out instead of me. And then I could ransack the place for the gems. Don't uh, speak to me, you boyfriend stealer. <laughs> now, Maisie is practicing her number. She's with swinging a, a bat inside the house. <laughs> and practicing the take me out to the baseball number. Take me out to the <laughs> game. Take swing. Me out to the swing, swing, swing. <laughs> tap, tap, left, right, left, and swing. swing two, three, pitch. <laughs> uh, Monty looks like he is giving a piece of jewelry to Jimmy and tossing away Jimmy's signal watch into the garbage. So they go to a night. A night spot, a swanky restaurant. And uh, the fellas in the restaurant start hitting on Jimmy. Jimmy is liking this a little too much. Yeah. Monty can't stand anyone else even looking at Jimmy. Uh, So his boys rough up the uh, flirtatious. Next, they go to a nightclub and he says, Boys, Killer Kendall just slipped uh, my doll a note. Quote, Shake that crumb McGraw and see me, unquote. Need I say more? Nope. Leave him to us. And so when the, quote, killer leaves, I can't stand competition. You know what I mean, babe? Perfectly. Mm. Well, there's gunshot also. Yeah, they killed him. Hmm. Killer Kendall has escaped from the death house and was wanted dead or alive by the FBI. So the laws spared the expense of executing. Oh, phew. What a relief. The death house. The Death House. I, you know, I don't know. Jimmy Olsen, excuse me. Jimmy Olsen has a, um, I got the hiccup, sorry. Uh, Jimmy Olsen has a story happening there right in front of him. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? Uh, he goes, hugs, his, hugs his fur closer to him. Yep. Much later, as Big Monty takes Julie home. Okay, babe, I showed you a good time. Now you show how much you appreciate. Oh, Jimmy. Give You're daddy a now. big kiss. Oh, my God. You're lucky he only asked for a kiss. I know, this right? is a gangland. This is uh, yeah. This is like character. hold a gun to you and, and take advantage of your girl. Yeah. Type. It's horrible stuff. Um, uh, on two conditions: let me kiss you from inside my apartment and in the dark. It's more romantic that way. <laughs> and Big Monty agrees. Oh, okay. And he says, "Oh, babe, you've got such soft, clinging lips. Kiss me again." Sure, Monty. I saw kiss this coming a mile want. away. Oh, and right. It's the chimp. Oh, Monty. Your burning kisses, they, they make my head swim, but I must go now. Farewell to tomorrow! Cool. Uh, on to look for the gems again. Hours later, uh, Jimmy's been tearing up the room looking for the gems. Can't find it, so Jimmy decides, look, I'll just stay home tomorrow for rehearsal. And play sick. Mm-hmm. So uh, Maisie says, fine, take your, stay here all day. I don't care if you never show up. Uh-huh. But when Maisie tells Monty that Jenny, what's her name, Julie, Julie, is sick, Monty takes off. Right. She's the future Mrs. McGraw. I'm rushing back to the apartment to see how she is. So he, uh, so Monty comes in and sees 
Julie tearing the apartment away apart and, uh, and, and accuses her of faking being sick and that she wanted to search the joint. Then he draws this gun. Gulp. And then Jimmy gulps. Jimmy gulps. Uh-oh. And Monty sees something he hasn't seen before. Yes. Wait, it just hit me. Your throat. You've got an Adam's apple. No dame has an Adam's apple. Only a man. You're a fake. Step one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called a larynx, and women have them too. Mm-hmm. Often not as pronounced as men's, but it's still visible for the most part. Well, it's actually the thyroid cartilage that's part of the larynx. Right, right, structure. right, right, yes. right. I wasn't going to get too technical oh, with our oh, fan. Now, the fact that Monty's first thought isn't that he enjoyed the smooth, silky lips of what he now knows is a cub oh. reporter, mm-hmm. that should tell you something about Mr. Monty McGraw. So Jimmy realizes that he's in danger. Um, Monty rips the wig off of Jimmy, who now looks like a young Angel Lansbury. Yes. <laughs> or Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, I think, is yes. more, more like it. Yeah. And he realizes that he can't summon Superman either. Right. So then, what happens here? Well, the chimp grabs up a baseball bat. And whacks Monty on the head and knocks him out. And looks actually like he's knocked brain matter out of his. It does his look skull. like he's actually split his skull open and knocked brain matter across. Good the enough room. for him. Yeah, good. So um, that afternoon, as Superman returns to Metropolis, I can't understand it, Superman. I looked high and low, but I couldn't find the stolen jewels. Oh, I'm using the wrong voice, but you understand it. Um, you've been so busy looking, Jimmy, that you haven't bothered to take off your makeup yet. <laughs> I had your dressing gown. <laughs> now, Jimmy's like, oh, you know, I've got this on. I might as well leave it on. Are you sure you looked everywhere, Jimmy? For example, that f- table fan. I'll I'll blow out its cord with my super, <laughs> super breath. breath. Why or, not just why unplug, just unplug it? it? Or turn it off. Now Superman is just showing off. He is. He is. And it's soon. He says, holy cow. The rubies were stuck to the fan blades in wads of chewing gum. Now that I think of it, the fan was constantly revolving. I spotted so it at once with my X-ray vision. Those gyms stayed hot despite uh, the fan's cool breeze. Stop it, Superman. <laughs> so just to reiterate, the stolen rubies were stuck to the fan blades with wads of gum. Sure, it's a great place to hide them. Wouldn't the gum become loose over time if the fan is constantly spinning? No. Are you sure, sure, sure? Pretty, pretty sure, sure, sure. Later, Later, what's that noise? Do you hear like what sounds like fireworks? It's probably my foot on the chair on the creepy oh, chair. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Later. Fireworks! I wish Jimmy had instead of taking off his makeup, going stopping at his own apartment to get some men clothes. He goes to the office in full drag, except for the wig. Right, right. In, back in his green dress with which he started his little. Charade. Misgendered adventure. Uh, and the, the, boys, are... the boys at the office are joshing him, aren't they? Uh, hey, cutie, how about a date? What's your name, baby? Beat it. You guys, I saw it first. It's, 
it's very unclear if they are kidding him or if they actually think that he's still a girl. Uh, they probably don't get to see something like this very often, and it's probably piqued their curiosity in a way that I want to just say that they're probably very serious. Sorry, fellas, I'm taken. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but I wish. Sorry, gents. I'm a changed girl from now on. I'm Mr. Jimmy Olsen. Wink. He winks at us. Yeah. Oh. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Well, this story had it all. Murder. A chimpanzee. A chimpanzee. A dog. Dog shitting all over an apartment. Eating dog food. Gangsters. The Follies. A backstage story. That's my favorite oh. kind of Hollywood movie. And a mystery. Stolen gems. Chewing yeah. gum. Wow. And Superman. Super using breath. A super breath. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for joining me on this little adventure. Oh, my God. I, I, I always love the 80-page giants. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's coming great. up next week? Who knows? Oh, I don't know. It might God, be Star-Spangled War stories or Captain Hunter or Metal Man. Oh, well, let's do the Metal Man. Well, I have to follow my program. You know, I have it all laid out in, for the next five years. That's true. We That's can't true. deviate from the plan except for every other week when we do. Ah! <laughs> so uh, you can find us on social media at GoGoTruckPod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast, Liberally Speaking. Uh, I'm probably going to stop doing that. Well, you can always pick it back up later. You're right. Yes. Okay. Thanks. And you can find us back here next week-ish. Yeah. As long as nobody leaves town again. I'm not planning on it. Good. Got a lot of work between right. now and Thanksgiving. That's my God. Good for so you. So much. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. It's time to give love Thank you.